Welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. And Autumn. But our records don't show from where. <laughs> uh, this is not the Skyrim pod. We've done the Skyrim pod. The Skyrim ex- pod is done and done. I was doing Morrowind. Yeah, Thank excuse you. us. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Somebody's getting right. But our records don't show from where. It says you were born under a certain sign. What would Frankly, that be? they are both the same thing. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> the openings are the same thing. They're so different because one of them is yeah, from when different. I was nostalgic, and one of them is from when I'm not nostalgic. I'm nostalgic yeah. for Skyrim. I do remember Can the high school classroom where I first broed down with somebody about uh, Skyrim. Um, I will point out that Skyrim is 12 years old. It's true. That means that if that. you were in high school when Skyrim came out, mm-hmm. uh, you would, in fact, be nostalgic for it. I was not in high school when Skyrim came I out. Was, so. I guess technically I wasn't because I was homeschooled, but I would have been <laughs> if I had been in school. I would have been a... What's the one that's second to last? Junior. Junior. I would have been a junior. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I had been graduated for two years already. No, wait, I messed up. I would have... I, gra- I didn't graduate high school, but I f- would have finished it in early 2011. I, I fucked up. Okay. So, never mind. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of high school, can I tell you about a video game I've been playing before we get to Starfield? Yeah, of course. Usually Molly goes first, but sure. You can cut Well, but I just... Autumn's, Autumn's guesting. She can, she can I jump just in had, here. I just had like a segue out of from high school to there, which is that I've been playing Persona 4. You sure have. Uh, man, I hit the 20-hour 20 mar- 20 mark in Persona 4 last night. You know it's a good video game. Question. Yeah. Caller, that, go ahead. Is that real time? What do you mean, is that real time? How much are you emulating speed up rather than speeding up in the game? I feel like sometimes I, I do hit the fast forward on the emulator, but that's probably balanced out by... Um, save scumming some certain things um because i i just don't care when i can hit the beauty of the steam deck is that i can hit select an r1 and hit save state and i can hit select l1 to uh load state and so there is so much bullshit that i'd probably be mad at in persona 4 that i'm just like i'm just gonna tell this teacher uh the answer is this and as soon as they tell me it's wrong i'm loading the state and i'm going back and i'm getting my little knowledge increase <laughs> i really should hack my steam deck you don't even have to hack it because oh well, yeah i should really just like do the thing you do to the steam deck i was setting it up for nia um last week or two weeks ago um and they've made it even easier from when you and i both got steam decks because when you and i got it it was like a four or five step process. When I was setting it up yeah. on hers, it's now you just go to mudeck.com and you hit install and within five minutes you're ready to go. 
Damn, so, dude. Yeah, literally all you have to do. I like brought over a mouse and keyboard to her place to like set things up, and it's like you didn't even need it anymore because all you have to do is open the little on-screen keyboard to go to the website and hit install. Um, That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, and yeah, it runs PS2 and GameCube games just fine. I you were you and me were hanging out. And I was having some problems with Metroid Prime, but I figured out how to fix those. Yes. So. Oh, good. When are you gonna put Bot and Kaitos on there? <sighs> Over my cold dead body. <laughs> Autumn hates JRPGs. <laughs> so so true. <laughs> As yeah. Autumn tells us about Persona 4. But yeah, I've never played um, any Persona games because, uh, like, the discourse around them since Persona 5 got announced, basically. Not since Persona 5 got announced. That well, is Persona... All... <laughs> we remember the image that said Persona 5 coming holiday 2013 or yeah. whatever. Or 2012, yeah. even. Yeah, Persona 5 announcement is almost as old as Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> basically, Yeah. <laughs> But since, like, the lead-up to Persona 5 actually coming out, like, Atlas fandom discourse got really toxic in a way that put me off from playing those games. And I finally, like, that stuff has died down enough that I was just like, like, I just know Nia's a big fan of those games, and I was looking for a new JRPG to play, mm -hmm. and she was like, oh, well, do you want to try Persona 4? That's, like, a good beginner Atlas game. And I was like, sure, I don't, it's a whole new world of stuff I don't know anything about, and... It's really hitting, you know? I love walking through the dungeon. I love hitting the auto battle button so that all my guys just hit attack a bunch. Let's do some yeah. word association. Okay. Chie. Uh, sick. Yukiko. Autumn coded. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Yosuke. Gay. <laughs> okay. Kanji. Less gay. <laughs> Naoto. Uh, man. <laughs> Dojima. Uh, king. <laughs> Nanako. Would die. <laughs> what? Would die for her. <laughs> Would die for her. Um, there's other characters in that game, probably. No, there's not. The fox. The fox? I do like foxes. You get any mysterious leaves from the fox? <laughs> I got a mysterious leaf from the fox that made me so healed, bro. I love that for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, honestly, like I've got a. We're gonna record non-homophobia zone tonight, and um, Nia and I had an hour and a half conversation about Persona Four off mic. So I'll probably save a lot of more detailed conversations about Persona and, Four for that you know, podcast. Like the cult, the way the the game's culture is, and the the reputation that Persona has, you basically like know all of the plot ahead of time, and you're like. Well, uh, so you and I were having a conversation because you were shocked that I didn't know. You don't who, know anything. I don't know anything. You somehow, I guess, I guess people don't go out spoiling Persona 4 as much, but like, I'm so used to seeing it and recognizing like when people are referencing it. That I was surprised that you'd never picked up anything. I do not know who the killer is, and you were very surprised. In the same way that I'm That's surprised... That's so funny. Luke and Ashley have said it so many times on Reprise. <laughs> <laughs> and you have just not retained that information. Um, Which but is it's good. Like... I'm excited to see, because I knew, I even knew when I played it. Uh, but I'm excited to see what your reaction is to the... It's Later. also funny because um, 
I've been listening to A More Civilized Age and shocked that Rob and Natalie don't know the thing. I, yeah. Rob especially, because he's been around in they video games. They don't know the thing? They don't know the thing. They don't know the thing, to the point that Austin is, is, keeps saying, do not look shit up, because literally every page on this wiki has the spoiler of this game. Because everybody knows! <laughs> every- crazy. It's crazy. Literally, the first thing I ever knew about KOTOR was the thing that happens in yes. KOTOR. <laughs> it's wild. That's well, wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how you uh, how you react to some of those later plot beats. Yeah. Oh, also, if people are curious, I am playing PS2-ass Persona 4. I am not playing Golden. Um, just because. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um. Partially, honestly, partially because PS2 emulator free, Persona 4 Golden, $50 on oh. ye old Steam store. Also yeah, no fucking thanks. Yeah, I, it probably if I was playing it on the TV, I would have dropped Persona 4 after like three hours and I'm like, that's pretty cool. But, but because it's on the Steam Deck is the reason mm. I've put so much time in, I think. so. One last one, Teddy. Teddy? <laughs> Miserable little fuck. <laughs> I think we'll bear. just take that. I think we'll just take that noise you made as the actual word association <laughs> part, where you're just like, <laughs> fair enough. Disgusted. <laughs> I do like when Teddy gives everybody the silly glasses. That's good. That's good. That is good. <laughs> he gave Kanji the silly glasses last night, and Kanji got pissed off, and he gave Kanji another silly pair of glasses. Oh, <laughs> that was good. pretty good. <laughs> Um, I've been playing a JRPG. You've been playing a JRPG? I have. What have you been playing? Tales of Arise. Ooh, what's that? It's true. It's a Tales game. Uh, yup. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, you play as a guy, you, you do some hya hya hyas mm-hmm. you meet some guys, uh, and go on an adventure together. The party stuff, is, that I, this is what I've sort of discovered as I've, Replaying a little bit of Tales of Symphonia with you earlier this year or something like that. I think we were living in St. Louis when we played a little bit of Symphonia. But that and playing this has reinforced that the, the thing that the Tales games seem to get right, that not every JRPG does, is that they really hone in on party dynamics. And like mm-hmm. all of them, you get to watch them become umphies. Yes. Yeah. And like... I love Final Fantasy IV, mm-hmm. but those aren't oomphies. Mm. That's like a They're love coworkers. Tri- that's like a love triangle, and then that—that's like a thruple and their kids. <laughs> is the RPG party in Final Fantasy IV? Oh, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy VI. Is extremely just these are people who work together. <laughs> yeah, VI is just a bunch of guys. That's there's like what nine, ten. There's like, a lot. Anyway. Um, I really like the characters in Tales of Arise. It's fun to play. I do too. I was watching you play some of it, and yeah, I, I really like... I especially like Alfin and um, the girl. Shion. I feel like they bounce off each other really well. I put her in sunglasses. Yeah. and it, She perfect. looks so cool, dude. She does. <laughs> I put... Shion is extremely molly-coated. <laughs> <laughs> I put Rinwell in dog ears, because that just felt right. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, can I can I put my cards on the table? Yeah. What's the what's yeah. the one girl's name? The the one who I lost my shit for. I don't know. I haven't. Paladin met her. girl. I have to look it up. Paladin girl. It's a K name. 
Is it Kisara? Hang on, Kisara. Hang on. Kisara. Kisara, uh, yes. You... So we were previewing some DLC uh-huh. costumes. All of them have a school themed one, and everyone is every, each of them is different. Hers is like a hot teacher, and I was just <laughs> you were passing behind the couch. I, I was walking past you toward the kitchen, and I and saw then you teacher just teacher outfit Kisara, and I went fucking feral. She slammed her hands on the back of the couch and said, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. Some, somebody who makes who makes the Tales games, Bandai. Bamco Nandai. Somebody at Bamkai Nando uh, saw Byleth and said, "We can one up that," and they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that the timing works out on that one. Three. When did Three Houses come out? Like twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, Tales of Arise came out in twenty twenty one. What really? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking it up because I thought it was... You were asking me what JRPG you should play, and I told you Tales of Arise because I thought Tales of Arise was the one that came out this year for some reason. I had it in my head that Arise came out like three months ago. Oh, no. No, I beat that game two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I am now tempted to go play other Tales games. Um, Now that there's one other one besides Symphonia that I liked, I bounced off of Vesperia. Um, but Vesperia now, is shaking really... my damn head. <laughs> Vesperia is a very cool game. I'm a little disappointed that I'm never going to finish it for personal reasons. Um, that makes it sound way weirder. I played that game while I was hospitalized, and so now I just don't want to play it. Ah, uh, because... yes, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I explicitly picked that game up with, like, I want to like this game, and I also want to just be okay with the fact that I might never want to play it again after I leave the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... You're listen. That party is pro uh, the murder of senators. So yeah, that RPG. Those are that's a pretty good little RPG. It goes. Party. It's pretty good. One of the one of the DLC outfits in Arise was um, the red haired Molly girl from Vesperia, and I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, Rita. Rita. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Rita is Rita intensely Molly character. But now that I've played a third one, and there's two that I've liked, and one that I bounced off of, and not just. Well, I don't know. Will I like another Tales game, or is it mm. only Symphonia because of the nostalgia of that being a video game I played when I was fucking 12 years old? Or right. Not 12, but you know. Yeah, in that yeah. ballpark. <clears throat> have, you, have you played Berseria? Now, this is where the second half of that sentence is going. I have been told oh, okay. of Tales of Berseria. Berseria is a very Nora-coded game in a way that I'm kind of surprised you haven't picked it up before. What do you know about Tales of... Does everybody know about Tales of Berseria but me? The only yes, thing it was I, a big deal. It, one, yeah, it was a big deal. And two, the thing I know about it is there's a Nora girl on the box art of the game. <laughs> I remember purchasing Tales of Exilia for the PlayStation 3, but I don't remember ever starting it. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised you didn't play Tales of Abyss back in the day. That just feels like a U game as well. I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't. Yeah. It was on the Very PS2. few people did. That's what it was. It was that it was on the PS2. Mm-hmm. And when I was playing Tales of Symphonia, I only had a GameCube. Okay. And so by the time I had a PS2, it was into the PS3 era, so I wasn't thinking about sure. that at the time. But yeah, I, Tales of Abyss is also kind of a fan favorite, right? Or I, at least was at the time? I think so. Uh, 
I think at the time, but like I, I have not heard anybody talk about Tales of Abyss since Symphonia was a thing. That might be yeah. a different fandom. <laughs> yeah, I, th- well, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I think people are just done talking about Tales of Abyss, As, especially because I think Symphonia is like the beloved game of that era. You know, in as a way well that, it should be. Yeah, Symphonia is good. You're a Symphonia two person, right? Yeah, You're really into that game. Yeah. Okay. What if I Tales- like Symphonia? Okay. What if Tales of Symphonia had like kind of a shitty Pokemon element? Oh, oh, Molly, I didn't mean you you're into Donovan. Symphonia T O O. I meant Nora, you're into oh. Symphonia T W O. You mean <laughs> oh, Tales I see. of Night of Ratatosk or I think Dawn of the New World? Something I think it's called like Dawn that. of the New World in English. Uh yeah, I'm very into that. For some Courage reason, is the magic that turns dreams into reality. Why did I think Dawn of the New World was one of the Fire Emblem DS games? Because it probably is. Awakening. No. No. Requiems. Sure. That's a Castlevania. Echoes. Whatever. <laughs> Molly, Echoes. what have you been playing? <laughs> well, now, hold on a um, second. <laughs> oh, I had sorry. one more thing to talk about. I had a couple more things to talk about. What else did you have to talk about? Go I was going to talk about Chained Echoes. <clears throat> What's up? It's a little... What is Chained Echoes? Indie... Uh, fake JRPG, fake because I don't think it's a Japanese game, mm-hmm. but it is like sort of a inspired by some Chrono Trigger slash um, Seiken Densetsu three style Super Nintendo JRPG, and it's really light and breezy, and I was having a good time before um, Tales of Arise kind of sucked me out of that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I've been playing Thief. You played an bit. hour of Thief. I played some Thief. I think it's fun. That game seems lame. <laughs> we should clarify, we mean the video game Thief, not, say, Thief the Dark Project, or yeah. Thief Deadly Shadows. Or, indeed, just... Thief the Dar- the Metal Age. None of those games. Thief 2014. Yeah. They should make a new one. They should make Dishonored 3. That's what they should make. They, they should... should make Dishonored 3. They should make... Thief cross Dishonored in the way of Street Fighter cross Tekken. Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) They should make Dishonored 3. (laughs) They should make Dishonored 3. (sighs) They should put Garrett in it. They should put Corvo Atano in it. Who the fuck is is Garrett the thief guy? Yeah. He's just named Garrett? He's named Garrett, and you know, he's played by the same voice actor as Corvo Atano. It's almost like Corvo Atano's already in the fucking video game. I just think he's Garrett cool. doesn't even have a last name. I I think it's like Garrett Duncan they or something. They didn't even give him a last Garrett name. Garrett Duncan, what are you talking about? <laughs> I bet it's not that. Thief Wiki Garrett. I'm not even seeing it's a last name when I search Thief Garrett. It's just Garrett. Whack. Whack. What's wrong with that? Whack. He's not even cool enough to have a last name. Corvo Atano is a, an all-time great guy. He's not a noble. What does he need a surname for? Because he, I don't know. He's also known as the one-eyed thief, the one, the one true keeper, the one who will not yet bear the, the one, mark, the brethren, and the betrayer. Nah, get out of here. The brethren and the betrayer, uh, I think, are one name, or that's uh, there's a need for an Oxford. Yeah, comma. we need an Oxford comma uh, because guess what? Yeah. Hmm. You always need an Oxford comma. Who gives a fuck it's about true. an Oxford comma? Me. Fuck uh, you. I'm, I'm quoting a song. I'm giving it. Great song. Good song. Is this thing that one guy? Who? Uh, it's a Vampire Weekend track. Oh, never mind. Okay. 
Oh, I saw a picture of the Fountain Goats guy and was going to show you, but you were busy. Oh, John Darneal. And I was like, you're right, no. he does continually look more and more like the Mountain Goats guy. <laughs> Every year he looks more like John Darneal. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who does? John Darneal. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that is true. He is he only just... getting more John Darneal over time. Yeah. Darnealification. Is that all the games you had, Nora? I think so. All the other games I've been playing are not video games. They're, they're uh, role-playing games. Okay. So. Yeah. Molly. Um, hey, what's up? Uh, I, where were, what, how much Armored Core 6 had I played when we recorded the last podcast? Uh, Do you remember it all? Prime feature of the episode. Yeah. So, I don't remember. Uh, okay, well, I don't know if I had done this by the time we recorded that, but, um, I went and I did, I S-ranked every mission (laughs) in (laughs) Armored Core 6. Do you like Armored Core um, 6, Molly? That game's fucking good, dude. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's good like I'm going to go back and play other Armored Cores just for more Armored Core. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But like if they release DLC for that thing, I will be psyched. Um that's a great game. I would be surprised uh, really... if they don't do DLC for that game. Yeah, true, it but also like there's still success. no Elden Ring DLC out. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I know it's only like a... What is it? A year and a half old now? This is 2022, right? Yeah. Elden Ring was? Yeah. Something so like that. It's not like that crazy. And I think they've announced one. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird that it isn't out yet. And also, I haven't heard anything about it since it was announced. So, I mean, like, Old Hunters was, like, within, like, nine months of Bloodborne. And I feel like, you know, Scholar of the First Sin hit, like, pretty reasonable time frame after Dark Souls 2. I don't know. Yeah, it's taking them a minute with Eldi Reldi. It's kind of crazy how much everybody knows Elden Ring. It's kind of it's like it's like one of the most popular video games. I think even people I know at work like know what Elden Ring is. Oh, I guess which is crazy. I did. I did briefly try to get back into Elden Ring for like two hours this month, and it just it didn't it didn't click for me. Wasn't maybe if I could play it on the deck, maybe it would. It would be a little bit there for me better, but I don't know. Just couldn't see. I'm not touching it. it. I'm not touching it until they release DLC. Well, you played a lot more of that game than I did. I played multiple hundreds of hours, yes. Yeah, I think I probably played like 30 hours, which is still like a lot of video game, but yeah, it's not that it's a lot much of video Elden game. Ring, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you probably got like maybe a third of the way through it. I think I, think I got almost exactly a third of the way through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, obviously, uh, we played Starfield this month, so that ate up a lot of my time. Um, I also, uh, started playing Lies of P. Tell me about Hear P. about these fucking Lies of P? Uh, well, he's Pinocchio, but nobody will call him Pinocchio. Nobody really refers to him by a name. He's just Geppetto's puppet. Mm. They don't call him P? Yeah. No. No, they just call him Geppetto's puppet. Weird. Yeah. That is weird. Um... I don't know. Maybe I'll learn something about that later. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's really good. I'm having a good time. I think approaching it like it is Bloodborne is the wrong way to approach it because it's not. Okay. Um, it's got like the same... Obviously, the aesthetics are very similar, right? Mm-hmm. But um, like it is a game about uh, blocking and perfect blocking rather than using your iframes when you dodge. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you try to lean on your dodge, you're going to have a bad time. Okay, because um, I was watching... 
I, I watched Nora play the first, like, 20 minutes of it. Not very much. But when she, like, swung her sword, I was like, I just don't know if this has the sauce, like, uh, Bloodborne has it. But hearing that it's, like, a slightly different paradigm of how you're supposed to defend in this game, I'm like, okay, yes. maybe... Maybe it'll make more sense to me now that I know that. Now, crucially, Autumn at no point ever defined what the sauce was. <laughs> it's just the sauce. It just didn't look like it had much sauce to me. I don't know. I was watching you. I don't. I was watching you move through the game, and it didn't feel like it had the sauce. I mean, it 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 is telling that I did not mention Lies of P in my segment of games I played this month because I played. I Autumn think I said, watched you play all yeah, the 20 play. minutes of it. And then I went back to, uh, at that point I had put away Starfield, right? No, I think you were still cleaning up some new game plus stuff. I think I might've been doing Ryujin at that point. You might've been. Yeah. Um, it looks cool. I heard, um, about the ending from Olivia. I don't know anything about the ending, so don't tell me. I will. I wouldn't tell you, but, um, I had a good time talking with Olivia about Lies of P. Um, it's a it's a cool game. I I like it a lot. I'm surprised it it's I think I'm like eleven areas in or something, and I am shocked that it hasn't ended yet. Uh, in a good way. I'm I'm still having a good time. I really like the way you can um switch out uh like handles for your weapon and blades and stuff so you can keep various move patterns if you keep a certain blade on your weapon versus if you keep a certain handle on your weapon each part has its own like weapon skill uh so you can kind of mix and match that way um, okay. and the scaling the scaling is only on the handles not the blades so if you find a blade you like um you can put it on something that scales with what your stats are and it's oh. not like perfect. Yeah, sometimes they don't match, and like you'll it'll you'll get like a, a debuff or something that way, or it's not as strong as it could be. But generally speaking, you can kind of mix and match anything and attack with that, and it's pretty fun. Okay, because I saw that that was how like when you were picking your class at the start, it was showing you like the two segmented things, and I was like, weird. I wonder how that works. That's a really cool way of doing that. Yeah, and I have found. I want to say I found like at least 15 different weapons at this point. Uh, so I have a lot of options. Especially with, like... Like, I think Bloodborne is my favorite FromSoft game, but I really get grumpy at how, like, you don't get most of the cool weapons in that game until, like, you're three-quarters of the way through. So then you can't... Bloodborne really... is weird about the weapons, yeah. Bloodborne is weird about the weapons. And so hearing Lies of P just, like, gives you a little more freedom about that uh, yeah they're just throwing them at you that is the thing that has maybe like piqued my interest the most in that game of anything i've heard yeah how do you feel about lying how do you feel about loading screens that say now lying instead of now loading that's silly oh it's the funniest thing ever and also <laughs> the loading bar is pinocchio's nose <laughs> i i feel like when they announced this game everybody laughed at how silly lies of p was as a name and it feels like the dev team has to be in on it if they're if they've got oh they absolutely lying. are yes they're yeah. extremely leaning into it it's really funny yeah um it feels like they did this i, I don't want to say it was like an ironic move but like they know it's kind of funny that they're doing this yeah i mean to be clear like a lot of FromSoft games are also kind of in on the joke when they make these ludicrous characters and stuff, too. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. Like the big yellow helmet guy. I, I feel like this is a thing that, like, FromSoft games have a sort of dry humor about them that, like, fandom being largely driven by Vati Vidya just, like, doesn't always pick up on. <laughs> right. 
<clears throat> Not to name uh, but names, yeah. but <laughs> you can name names. Fuck him. He's never gonna hear this, He's and if he does, we'll beef. This. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll fight Vadi Video on the street. You kidding me? Sure. There's no way I don't win that fight. I was woefully attacked by a small <laughs> podcast called <laughs> Journal Updated. That's my body video. I thought that was your super eye patch wolf. <laughs> I've never in my life watched a super eye patch wolf video. Yeah, I've never watched a super eye patch wolf video. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Starf? Uh, yeah, that's Starf. that's what I've been playing besides besides Arfie. Arfie. Starf Arfie. Arfie. Okay, okay. Molly, Starf or Arfie? Arfie! <clears throat> Nora? We've been saying Starf since like a, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> so they announced this game, right? Uh-huh. And I got... I was so fucking pouty about this game existing for like a year and a half. Even back when you didn't know what it was? Even back when I didn't know what it was, because I want them to make the Elder Scrolls Six. I think the that Elder would be Scrolls nice of them. Six, please. <laughs> what if you know what? Hmm. What if they just made the Elder Scrolls One again? I'd also be good with no. that. <laughs> no, I want the Elder Scrolls th- Six, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I as I was saying to a, a friend of ours, I think Jackson. Um, they haven't made a game in 12 years. Fallout 4 doesn't... Fallout 4 barely counts. Does not counts, fucking count. And Fallout 76 <laughs> definitely doesn't count. <laughs> you and I were talking about this even. Yes, yes, we were. Um, so I started calling it Starf when they announced it as a sort of derogatory thing. And then they had that, like, Xbox Games press conference E3 thing this year. Yeah, like earlier I, this year. I saw that and I was like damn, this game actually might be good. And then I I played it, and I'm like, damn. Starf? Starf pretty fucking good. I'm like, Starf is so good that I'm not mad about them in Battle of Scrolls Six right now. Good job, Todd. Yeah, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. It says right here, it's the first new intellectual property developed by Bethesda in 25 years. That's so true, because they've never come up with anything on their own. <laughs> That that means that the last it, the last new thing they did was 1998. That's hey, got that's got to be Arena, right? Uh, no, no, because Morrowind was 2000. Yeah, no, Morrowind's like 2002, but yeah. I don't think it it was Arena. I think I mean it, it wouldn't be Arena because there's four Elder Scrolls games before Morrowind. I didn't realize Starfield is like the first game on a new engine until I read this sentence on Wikipedia. Um, I just want Elder to... Scrolls Arena is from 1994. <laughs> yeah, that's tr- that's right. That feels right. I'm just I just don't know what the other like IP Bethesda doesn't have any IP. I just don't believe you. It's gotta be some like rock and roll racing type shit that it's like oh yeah Blizzard right, made some shit that doesn't like matter that you know. Okay, well then I'll yeah. go. I will look at Bethesda. Game Studios. We will look at the video games. Oh, Bethesda Game Studios' first game is The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. (laughs) I will find the answer to this. (laughs) Is it under Bethesda Softworks? That's the other thing I've got here. 
Symbiocom and Zero Critical. Would be, yeah, probably. Yeah, Symbiocom or Zero Critical. Two games no one's Zero Critical is yep. a direct sequel to Majestic. What's or... Majestic? I feel like I know this. Part 1 Alien Encounter? I don't know. I don't know. You might be thinking of that other multimedia game. Majestic I mean, 12? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of this. That is what I'm thinking so of. So Symbiocom is a first-person adventure game developed by Istvan Pelli in 1998. A pseudo-sequel to Majestic Part 1 Alien Encounter and a predecessor to Zero Critical. So Majestic Part 1 Alien Encounter 1995. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't <laughs> We're know. We're a rabbit hole that we've got. Doesn't down. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does wet not count? It was wet not original IP. You wet came out in 2009. Yeah, first of all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it was the, published. They, like, clearly it does not. Uh, apparently. It was published by Bethesda. Oh. Yeah. Did I don't you, know why I... Did you play wet? Of course I played wet. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I always wanted to play it, but I never did. It's fucking stupid and bad. And I played it because there was a girl with boobs on the cover. That's so true. She does have boobs and she's on the cover. <laughs> I guess so. That's true. I'm I, looking at it right now. I liked her hair. That's why I wanted to play it. I thought she looked good. Should we talk about Starfield? <laughs> I guess so. Starfield. Unless you want to talk about Hunted the Demon's Forge. Mm. Can't see I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you could convince me. <laughs> we could go back to talking about like prey and. Uh... Yeah, is this an export or is this a journal? <laughs> Do we have a tendency to hijack podcasts? I was trying to find when Starfield was announced. Uh huh. Because I don't remember what year that. It was. It was announced during Bethesda's E3 presentation in 2018. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Five years of waiting around for Starfield. I guess you could say... Yeah, I guess that's almost as hard as five years of developing Starfield. <laughs> well, I think it's but more like eight years of developing Starfield. According to Wikipedia, active development started in 2015, yeah. right after Fallout yeah. yeah. 4 released. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, I'm like... I think of the three of us, I am the most positive on it in the sense of I played more Starfield today, and I feel like the two of you are maybe tapped out on it for a little while. Uh, I just wanted to play Lies of P, mostly. That's fair. I got my fourth plate in the buffet, mm-hmm. and I'm like sitting at the table chatting. Okay. I could go back at any time for more. <laughs> I just need to let yeah. my belly rest. That's fair. Also, um, also mods aren't really hitting for Starfield yet, and that's what I really want, so... That's, that's so fair. True. That's really fair. This is one of... I guess the only ones of these that I... I guess the more I think about it, like Fallout also, but... I modded Skyrim so much, it felt like I modded all the others, but I actually didn't mod the others. Skyrim is weirdly the one that I modded the least of um, of all these over it's, the years. It's pretty good out the box. Pretty good out the box. I also, I did not stick with Skyrim long-term the way that I stuck with Oblivion and Fallout 3 and Morrowind. Let's talk about Skyrim. Not Skyrim. God damn it. <laughs> Let's talk about Starfield. I don't know how to talk about it. Like I don't do we want to talk about the main quest? Okay, okay. Let's give a summary of the events of the video game 
and then talk about some party members and then talk about some quest lines sure i want to ask real quick i'm just going to go down a list of factions we all we all did constellation right uh yeah the main quest i played all the main faction quests okay molly did you do ryujin yes i did you did i know you did free star did you do uc vanguard I did not go and do UC Vanguard. Okay, and then did you do... I, I didn't do Ryujin. I did do Freestar. I did not do Vanguard. I was about to start it. And then I'm like halfway through Crimson Fleet. Have you done Crimson Fleet? I did not go to Crimson Fleet. The one time I went to that system, they all shot at me, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just wanted to sort of... There's like a lot of content left in this game, even though I feel like... I also... I'm like similar to Nora. I'm at my fourth plate of the, of the buffet, and I'm, and I'm chatting. But anyway... I guess, yeah, summary, like you were saying. You are the new hire at Argos Extractors, a mining company, and you find a weird relic Mm -hmm. underground. An artifact, if you will. An artifact. You touch it, it gives you visions, and you are quickly pulled into Constellation, which is a secret society of quote-unquote explorers of space, mm-hmm. which I guess most people don't explore space anymore. They just live in it. A group of people who say, fuck yeah, science. A group of people That's who, so true. who in the year 2033, no, sorry, 2330, mm-hmm. still run the Facebook page, fuck yeah, science. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. they do. Um, this consists of Barrett, the guy who finds you. Mm-hmm. He's the smooth talker. Mm-hmm. We got Sam Coe. My husband! You almost said wife. Yeah. I almost said you my You almost wife. said wife. Your male wife. <laughs> my um, male wife, Sam Coe. <laughs> Sam Coe, who is... Adam Jensen. <laughs> yes, he's voiced by Adam Jensen. A lot of immersive sim voiceover crossover situations happening around here lately. He's... He's um, a cowboy. He is a former Freestar Ranger. Um, and so he is like sort of your envoy into like Freestar quest lines, Aquila quest lines, that sort of stuff. And more, most importantly, he is a dad. He is a dad. And he has he a is child. A the child comes with you on uh, your ship. I'll be honest. And she's adorable. The reason I hung out with Sam Co so much is because I got to hang out with Coraco. He sounds like, his name sounds like a company. It does. By Sam Yes. Co. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he definitely sells products in the Cars movies. <laughs> unfortunately, Cora does not get her own little spacesuit. I wish she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she has to stay on the ship because they're not designing kids stuff. Yeah. We have Sarah Morgan. Mm-hmm. Who Female. Is, she's kind of in charge, and she's boring. <sighs> um, she is a former United Colonies Vanguard. I don't feel like she introduces you to Vanguard quest lines. No, she quite... doesn't at all. She literally takes you to the guy you talk to to join the Vanguard. But then she's like, don't do that. We're busy doing Constellation things. Yeah, but then that guy's like, hey, you, I'm serious about that, by the way. You should come back and hmm. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. You also have Bosco, the funny robot. Yeah, the funny robot who is the only companion that's okay if you do murder, which has been really important on my second playthrough. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and as on... far as like companions go, Andresia is the last companion. Mm-hmm. 
She is former House Varun, which is the third of the big factions in like the political landscape of the settled systems. But also the religious landscape of the settled systems. Oh, yes. We right, because you can be like a worshiper of the Great Serpent when you make your character. Yes, and it just no. you just yeah, and you just like aren't allowed to interact with them basically. Yeah, which is funny because Nora's character, her first character. Sorry, we'll we'll get there. Okay, okay. There are also the support staff mm. of Constellation Mateo, who's a uh, Christian. A, he's a Universal. <laughs> we have. Walter? Okay, Walter Stroud. He's... The money. Okay. He's got money. He's got money. He owns the lodge that you live in. He's half of uh, Eklund Stroud or Stroud Eklund? Stroud Eklund. Stroud Eklund. And despite yeah, being the most ships. annoying character in Constellation, he's also the one that gives you some of the coolest quests to do. So. He's not the most annoying. And also, he and his wife are cute. He and That's his wife so are cute. Who is the... The lady Noel. Sh- Noel. I knew it was an end name. I just couldn't remember. Hmm. Noel is there. Yes. She. She sure is. She, yeah. She's there. I really, really liked Noel just from a like, oh, this voice actress is doing a good job. This is a good character design, and then she does not get any writing after the first hour of the game. And last but not least, we have everyone's favorite, homie of all time, Vladdy Saul. Vladdy Saul. The Oomphie. <laughs> oomphed up on a tuesday my man is jacked i did i did (laughs) dude i I did you look huge (laughs) he does look huge if you have the athletic skill you get a little dialogue option to talk about like oh nice arms (laughs) oh really that's so funny yeah you could literally show up and be like yo dude you look huge (laughs) dude you look huge Um, fuck that is constellation your quest should you choose to accept it and not ignore it to do a million other things is to collect the 22 pieces of a stargate basically Mm -hmm. Um, yeah pretty much along the way you are contacted at one point by a mysterious uh exotic ship called the helix Mm -hmm. and the person on board tells you to stop collecting the artifacts don't do the main quest Mm-hmm. knock you, that shit off you keep going and then suddenly another person shows up and kills whatever either the character you're closest to or the character that you are the least close to your choice and that means that sarah morgan died for all three of us right nope <laughs> no sam died for me sam died for me fuck you both <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that somebody was going to die. And then, like, afterwards, I was like, well, fuck, he has a kid. I can't let him die. But then I didn't have a save that was, like, oh, close enough to before the yeah, before the thing happened. And then I was like, well, he lost it. He's dead. So, whatever. Yeah. I um, Once that happened, I was like, oh, I can't tell Autumn anything about this until she's done it. Because she'll be so mad. <laughs> um. Anyway, you keep collecting the artifacts, even though Sam is dead. Mm -hmm. And um, you discover a lot of truths. But the main one is that the artifacts lead to a place called the Unity, which is the center of the multiverse of all the infinite universes. Why are multiverses so in these days? Because it's good uh, 
fodder for corporate products. I guess so. I just That's was I, I've been turning this over in my mind of like because when you own multiple stories and mm-hmm. you own the rights to multiple things, you want to put them all in one thing. I yeah, AUs so. are huge. I guess so. It's like corporate owned fan fiction. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. And by going into the Unity, you can be reborn in another universe with knowledge of the events that have transpired. Mm-hmm. This is pretty vague in how this works and, uh, you know, some of the details there. But basically, this is your new game plus. Yes. Which I did the new game plus. Um, because a lot of the advice going around online, sorry, did you want me to pause for a moment? Yeah, I was just going to finish the summary. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, you also learn the reason that Earth is a barren wasteland Mm -hmm. is that the technology to create grav drives, which allow the ships to travel to all the other stars, has fucked up the Earth's, like... The atmosphere. The atmosphere and the magnets... Mm-hmm. the earth magnets but um, also by the time of the game they have fixed that problem so don't they, worry about they it they patched it they patched it <laughs> um and so humanity gained the stars at the cost of their home world uh-huh and i'm sure somebody thinks that that was a really interesting detail but it but it actually just kind of is boring and sucks it's kind of underwritten i yeah i thought it, it was a cool complication but there's nowhere it goes because it happened like 300 years ago so there's nothing i can do about it there's just like i could have one dialogue choice about how i feel about it you know and also like it's very bleak because like yeah i know it's dying right now we don't need grav drives for this it just sucks that like we couldn't save it yeah and then uh you have a final confrontation with these two starborn as they're called Mm -hmm. the emissary and the hunter the hunter wants to steal all the artifacts set up unity go through and just let anybody who who makes it go through the unity and specifically the hunter will do this at any cost he is fine with murder and and reckless endangerment of human lives he is the person playing skyrim for the 70th time who is going to just i guess they'll kill rayloff yeah (laughs) um then we have the emissary who is uh, typically... An alternate version of whoever died. Yes. Yeah. But for them, the emissary was you. Mm-hmm. Because you die. You were tip- Usually your character is the one in Constellation who dies. Mm-hmm. And then that prompts somebody to become the emissary. Um, and they want to stop going through the Unity personally, stay in one universe, and sort of guide people toward the unity who they feel are worthy of it it was incredibly vague to me what the emissary wanted yeah i didn't figure out i could not tell what his deal was until once nora had done the emissary quest line and got the new game plus on there then i was like okay i guess this makes sense but at the moment that you're supposed to make that choice, it is truly just, well, the emissary is the good guy. And I'm like, w- what makes him the Look good guy? Sam. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Get it. Also to, to, to clarify the hunter is 
Father Aquilus, who is the founder of a new religion uh, in, in your universe. In the settled right. systems. <clears throat> and, and the thing that is revealed as you go through more New Game Pluses, I guess this is revealed the first time, but didn't become clear to me until the second time. The Aquilus, the Aquilus that you know, who is the founder of this religion, was the hunter, was going through the multiverse, killing dudes, like, didn't care, and then finally, like, turned away from the path of darkness or whatever, basically. But yeah. the, the, that guy you met, he does know about the multiverse. He is not, like... That's, he's, when, he's incorporated it into his religion that he's started. When it, when it's first revealed that, like, I thought that, like, oh, in some universes, Aquilus just, I thought this was, like, Aquilus who was born in this universe, and it is not. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of multiversal mechanic stuff that really is, like, badly explained until you, like, do a new game plus once or twice and start to see how it plays out. And Which I, I guess makes sense in a way, but, like, I'm not doing all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I'm glad that it does make sense once I see how it plays out, but I feel like there are lines where it's supposed to be getting explained before I make certain choices, and the choices I was making were very shaky to me. At the end... Because, like, the emissary is, like, only people who uh, are worthy should be going through the Unity, and the hunter is right. like, I'll let anybody go through there, and I don't give a fuck. If they get the artifacts before me, they caught me slipping. Right, and I'm exactly. like, well, he's right, except, <laughs> like, he's a murderer, but he is right. Well, I'm like... Okay. M- Norma wants to finish. Summary. Yeah. You learn the truth about Earth's destruction, and you have to make a choice. There are three options. Mm-hmm. Side with the hunter against the emissary, side with the emissary against the hunter, or fight both of them. If you fight both of them, then the rest of humanity is free to pursue the unity without interference from the Starborn. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I got on my main character. Mm -hmm. Then you have all the artifacts, and you can either do unity, or you can stick around and do side quests. Uh If you do unity... You get to go into a special room, and you get to see your Fallout endings for all the quest lines, uh, your little title card type things, and then you get to be reborn into a new universe and lose all of your money, lose all of your equipment, lose all of your ships, lose all of your uh, relationships, lose everything except your skill points, and you cannot reallocate them. The one thing I wanted to lose. The the one thing... (laughs) I wanted to be able to do was to respect my points when I was reborn, but that is not allowed. <laughs> you guys are so funny. I just made a new character about it. I just relaxed, you know. <laughs> uh, now that I have finished the main plot, uh-huh. we may discuss. Okay. Things you would like to discuss. So, my. Okay. First of all, the advice that was going around online i think people have changed their tunes about this a little bit but the advice that was going around online for a while there was that you should hit new game plus asap that you should abandon your first universe (laughs) as soon as possible and i understand why that advice was going around especially if you have not invested in ships especially if you've not invested in ships and especially if um 
if, like me, you are a person who has put hundreds upon hundreds of hours into Skyrim and has never finished the main quest line, <laughs> I'm really glad I finished the main quest line to Starfield. I'm really glad that I saw all the stuff that happened in the Unity. I kind of wish that I had stayed in my first universe and not done a new game plus because I had plenty of st I had plenty of stuff left to do in my first universe that I then like got set back in a huge way by doing the new game plus thing and it, that was a big bummer to me. That was like I wish I could just undo this. I feel like they might this feels like something that they might change over time. This feels like a broken steel situation to me, a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about that. At um, the very least, when mods come out, there will be some things yeah. to... I'm sure there'll be a mod to, like, carry your money and your weapons over, but I don't think it's... I, I, also, I don't think they're gonna change that. I also have a save from right before I went into the Unity, so I could have just gone... Right, so you're good. I should. I should have just done that. I'm I'm glad I started a new character to be honest because I'm like okay now I know how the well game you were also works. unhappy with your points well beyond that I'm just ah now I understand how the game works let me like reset back from from real zero it all returns know. to zero <laughs> so anyway my first time through my only time through thus far I sided with the hunter because I was like well yeah I guess if people like he is i think in in bethesda thinking he's like this weirdo libertarian guy of like oh anybody who the skills should be able to go through the unity but i'm like i don't know i guess i broadly agree with that i don't really like the emissary's sort of vague gatekeeping thing going on and it looks like he kind of founds a religion about it he does kind of found a religion about it which is fine i guess but like to be honest the only people who would go through the unity are the people who are adventure types anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to go out looking for the unity if you're not the type of person who can make it to the unity. And, like, also just that first time through, the emissary, what he wanted was so vague to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And the other thing about the hunter was that he's like, listen, like, the emissary, the United Colonies, all of these people... They have their sort of morals, and then they take the high ground on these things, but then at the end of the day, it's all enforced at the barrel of a gun. That the emissary might say, like, all these, like, nice, good, moral things, but the emissary is just as willing to shoot you, the protagonist, to, like, stop you, you know? Um, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I can imagine that if I go through a million multiverses, I also get, like, jaded about, like, the way that society functions, and I became, like, I could sympathize with him you a little bit. You could become the Joker. I could become the Joker, you know? Yeah. And then all the people in um, Constellation are like, oh, my God, the hunter kills people. Can you believe that? Yes, Nora, go ahead. Yeah, uh, what happened right before you got a Constellation member killed? Uh, what was the mission right before Sam died? Robbing Petrov and killing everybody on board his ship because they didn't give me an artifact. I didn't. Have well, it's okay because we needed to get the artifact. <laughs> Look, I didn't kill anybody. Well, oh, okay. I I shot. I have magic fists that electrify people into unconsciousness non-lethally. So I snuck up behind a guard, 
punched him once, and he went, and he went limp, completely I... unconscious. And then Petrov was cowering in a corner, going, "No!" I shot Petrov's like two bodyguards, and then I shot Petrov a couple times, and he surrendered. But Sarah Morgan and Vlad both made it very clear to me that they're like, "Listen, if you need to shoot everybody on that motherfucker, you're gonna shoot everybody." You on shoot that everybody on that motherfucker. Yeah, I got out without killing anybody. With uh, all of those guys with guns, just kind of like sassing me as I left, like, "Oh, I can't believe we're letting you." loot our ship yeah you find everything you need it just it feels so like i don't know are you saying that there's some sort of don't say it don't say some sort of say it don't say it ludo narrative dissonance shut the fuck up up. (laughs) it just it's weird that they are constantly thrusting to the forefront of the of the game and of constellation that killing is bad but i guess spacers and ecliptics and crimson fleet aren't people you know and it's just like the most one of these that bethesda has done in a long time you know literally outlaws yeah historic outlaws yeah yeah shit so let's talk about factions um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say about I mean, multiverse. Molly, did you get married? No, I didn't. Okay, I got married. We both got married, and also I would have, I would have with like I guess, um, Andresia, but like, I also didn't like having companions around that much. I felt like when I was sneaking, they were giving me away too often. Uh, yeah. So I just kind of stopped using them. I really liked companions in this game because I didn't sneak until about forty hours in. <laughs> so I... that would make it easier. Yeah. Uh, I, or rather, Alioth, my mm-hmm. captain, uh, married Andresia. You married Sam. I also did um, Barrett's full companion quest line, and then I friend zoned him. I would <laughs> recommend that anybody playing um, this game does Barrett's full quest line. I really like the quest that you get at the end of Barrett's thing. Well, tell me about it. It's just like. So, so Barrett in this universe has a dead ex husband. And, um, as you do, like, his companion conversations, he starts to, like, investigate. He's like, I got this letter from my husband about, like, this, like, thing he was caught up in. And I re- I, I got this, like, I found out that he was, like, sued shortly before he died by this big corporation. And it all seems shady. And so, like, his, like, final companion quest is you just go to the dead husband's, uh, like, the town where he lived when he passed away. Um, and you, like, investigate a bunch of stuff, and so you're, like, going around town, like, you, I, like, had to roll a bunch of persuasion checks to get people to tell me about stuff that happened 20 years ago, and I had to go to this, like, overrun base where it turned out that the corporation had, like, hid a bunch of documents about, like, this lawsuit that they did. There's just, like, cool detective stuff that happens, and it's just a cool quest, you know? Um, what if I want more Barrett? <laughs> Well, there is the there is the quest line to get you the parallel lives power, which is the best starboard yes. power you get. Uh, and every time you get the parallel parallel lives power, you hang out with two Barretts, and that's always fun because then every time Barrett uses the parallel lives power going forward, he's like, "Did anybody order more Barrett?" <laughs> Shit like God. <laughs> when I used it, um, it was just two of me with 
just running around knifing people that shit was good <laughs> it would be like me and my copy on either side of a of like a starborn guy in the last mission both of us knives out just like <laughs> um barrett's cool barrett's cool he's really into science yeah yeah um I liked him a little better early on when he was more of a Lando Calrissian type, and then as the game goes on, they start writing him more as a fuck yeah science guy. I don't have a problem with that. I just really liked the Lando stuff early on. When I, yeah, where he's constantly getting himself into trouble. Yeah. I had a really good time getting him out of that situation at the start of the game, mm-hmm. because I, as soon as I was able, went off and did my own thing uh-huh. with that character. So that means that I rolled up to do the beginning of the main quest where I was rescuing Barrett from those pirates when I myself was a captain of the Crimson Fleet. I was one of Delgado's captains. I was crucial in the efforts against the UC Sistef. So I walked in like, hey, I'm going to take this guy. If you got a problem with it, you can take it up with the boss. And then uh, Barrett was like, from the hands of pirates to the hands of pirates. <laughs> God. Also, I really I should liked... go do the Crimson Fleet stuff. The Crimson Fleet stuff is really cool. Especially, they give you... All the mission boards for the Crimson Fleet stuff is, like, a lot of fun, I thought. I haven't done any mission board stuff at all for any faction. I really enjoy the mission boards. I really enjoy... Um, like, before we hopped on the call, I was just, like scanning every planet in the piazza system because i needed to find this one specific rock and like (laughs) i don't know it's like kind of boring but also i got like a shit ton of xp and money and i you get so much xp from doing like the the surveying shit it has to be to balance out the fact that it's really boring (laughs) (laughs) probably Um, i don't know i like it i understand it is boring but like i don't mind just kind of tuning out just walking around yeah i was listening to around the bonfire you know speaking of boring can we cover what i think is the most boring faction quest first yeah free star Uh, rangers yeah wow okay no it's columbo it is do a columbo you do do a columbo oh we can't say that columbo's on strike (laughs) it's true we can't say The Free Star Rangers one, like, sure, it's, like, very by the books, but I like that book. <laughs> yeah. I... Sure, I just... I I kind of did it as, like... You know what? Sorry, sorry, you go. I just kind of did it because I needed the ship, and so I wasn't really, like... The ship is crazy! It. The ship is really good! I think... I think the quest would have worked a little better if you talked to Ron Hope a few more times before the end. Yes, because... I think so, too. Ron Hope being voiced by Lucien Lachance, um, yeah. the Bethesda evil guy, has Columbo guest star energy where you're like, oh shit, there's Shatner. <laughs> oh. There he is! <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh my god, that's that actor I know. He's gonna be evil in this episode. The Robert Culp of Bethesda. <laughs> the Robert Culp of Bethesda. I'm raising my hand. Nora, yes. Yes, Nora. Speaking of Bethesda evil guys, who voices Mercer Frey in Skyrim? Uh, the same guy who voiced Corvo Atano and um, Garrett from Thief. Yeah. Is the leader of the Thieves Guild in Skyrim. <laughs> that's a little fact we learned today, which is a really good little well, that's fact. Good. Um, I really like the Freestar Rangers quest, but mostly because I like cowboy shit, uh, and also, um, it's very funny to go meet each Freestar Ranger who is mostly just chillin'. Uh, yeah. 
they don't really do anything. They're just like, yep, we're doing this job. We're here to kind of look like cops, but not really. <laughs> I re- I enjoyed I enjoyed um the I enjoyed going around and meeting the Freestar things because the Freestar Rangers because to me it's so obvious that I'm like that like Wilcox and um the Marshal are so clearly having me go around to meet the Rangers to be like get see what everybody thinks of me, you know. Yes. Um, and then my character was so surprised that that was what they were really doing the whole time. And I'm like, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's so clear. Also, uh, I really love the way they like build you up to meeting Bob Hope. And then he's the most evil guy on the planet ever. I know. It's like really- extremely obviously from minute one, you're like, they're like, oh yeah, he's like in charge of this company and he pays for so many people's stuff and blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, okay. So he's evil, evil, yeah. evil, evil. Well, especially me I guess maybe, like, depending on the companion, this might happen with everybody. But me hanging out with Sam Coe, the Freestar guy, he's like, oh, Ron Hope built this town. Ron Hope this. Ron Hope that. And, like, just spends, like, every line of dialogue from Sam is about how Ron is, like, one of the big Freestar success stories. Um, and it's it's so funny how evil Ron Hope immediately is, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so what is, what is, what's he doing? Well, so he is basically like his company is like falling behind some of the competition. And so he re- researched this like dangerous new soil technology. Or it's a, it's a fertilizer. Fertilizer. <laughs> soil technology is really funny. <laughs> I got that dirt tent, bro. <laughs> he got this dangerous new soilizer. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say. Soilizer, that's right. <laughs> and um, he's hired ex-freestar uh, military guys to hijack some farms because basically... It, it I don't remember exactly it how doesn't it doesn't work as a fertilizer. It doesn't work as a fertilizer. It turns all the like it turns all the soil into like aluminum and helium 3 and shit like that. And so it makes the soil really like resource rich, but it doesn't help the plants grow. And so he Right, in the opposite way that you need for plants. Yeah, he enrolled all these people in um like a program where he's like I'm going to help rejuvenate your farm if you try my new thing. And then he hired all these uh, ex-military people who were, like, Vietnam vet-coded in a way that I thought was going to be more... Or not even Vietnam vet. I guess they're, like, Iraq veteran-coded. Yeah. uh, I thought there was going to be a little more to their story than there ended up being. um, Because you kind of just kill all of them. And um, then it turns out that what they were doing was they were going to go take the farms back so that ron hope could then be like i'm installing a bunch of like you know mining we're gonna do mining now instead yeah um and he was gonna do all this like illegally under the table because he could save a bunch of money doing it and conveniently (laughs) you go to confront him about this and conveniently he's talking to like a starry-eyed employee who thinks he's the bee's knees and is like aghast that all this is happening because then he immediately draws on you <laughs> and you sh- you right. gun him and all his people his like level he's like level 1 all his guards He's are level, level 1 two. it's so funny <laughs> and you 
you have just got back from murdering, like, the hardest dudes in the entire Freestar Collective. You just, like, mowed down a ship of, like, 60 level 40 guys, you know? They're, like, the first. Yeah, the first Yeah, they're the first legion of, yeah, the first cavalry of, like, the Freestar army. Yeah. They were like, or we were about to win when they pulled the plug on us, man. Yeah. (laughs) He wasted all our soldiers' sacrifice. Um, and so, it's really good that he's, that the employee is there when he draws on you because otherwise I, th- I thought for sure I was going to go back to the marshal and the marshal was going to be like, you did what now? And there yeah, are you, no d- you witnesses? did what? Excuse me? <laughs> but you luckily- killed someone on the board of governors? Um, I thought there was going to be like a little more. I mean, it's the classic Bethesda problem. If I wanted like 5% more nuance or 5% more like, Writing. thorny complications or something yeah um, it was just very very direct about what it was it'll yeah. be a good scaffold for fan fiction though to flesh it out you can always I, go read some fan fiction like i've been doing i hope that it's a I scaffold will not be doing for this. more free star ranger dlc quests because i was very disappointed that at the end of the free star ranger quest line they make me a full ranger and then that is the last thing i ever got to do for them right and that's the last thing they don't even talk to you about anything else later yeah which it's, someone should have at least written in a dlc hook of like we got this new case coming down the pike we might have to hand it off to you deputy or whatever you know right <clears throat> so that's free star ranger yeah uh should i talk about vanguard since sure. you did it. I want to do the Vanguard stuff. It seems kind of neat, but... Uh... <laughs> I know about the Vanguard stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm, go on. The the Vanguard all seem like fucking cops, and I know that I just extolled the virtues of the cop quest line, but like, they're, at least it's cool when you're a cowboy. <laughs> anyway, tell us about the Vanguard. So, the Vanguard. In the United Colonies... If you serve in the Vanguard, which is the civilian navy, mm-hmm. you can uh, get citizenship. Citizenship gives you the ability to buy housing. In, in like New Atlantis, the big gleaming uh, sci-fi city, you get like uh, I think you get UBI, basically. Yes. Yes. You get a whole bunch of cool benefits. Um, you go in to do your exam, and based on how you perform, t- that tells them how how much service is required. When I did it the first time, they said, oh, we'll get you a citizenship in, uh, oh, according to this, it says 10 years. Not bad. So, uh, but then when I replayed it, and um, you go through a museum... You click all the buttons to hear the tour for all of the different mm-hmm. placards, which is a very, uh, very UC-friendly perspective on the, all the last few wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pris was telling me it's the propaganda, the propaganda system set up pretty nice. Yeah, you got if you eat all the propaganda and you do really good job at shooting down the ships in the ship simulator, I got it down to five years. I can I tell you the thing that I know about the ship simulator. Yeah. Which is that if you get up out of that seat and you go to the console behind you, you can, like, Captain Kirk hack that console. But instead of, like, when you when you hack the console, you can just be like, six Vanguard ships fly in to help me, and also I set all the, like, Crimson Fleet ships to one HP. 
That's pretty good. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so you get sent on your first mission now that you're a uh, uh, Vanguard. And it's to repair some comms. And say, oh, that's, that's going to be fine. That's going to be easy. You show up. It's totally fucked. Mm-hmm. Everything's broken. There's dead people everywhere. And you're like, oh, hell. What's that? And then you talk to this person, Hadrian. And she's like, okay. The wind can be evil, first of all. Shut first up. of all. Okay. Here's a motion detector. There's a terror morph out there. You need to sneak out and hit these switches. And activate these turrets and kill this terror morph. You so told me that you it was... are crawling around. You are sneaking around, and you hear this little bing, bing. You told me it was alien. I didn't know it was. You even got the motion detector. You got the motion detector, and it gives you like a. It'll nice. give you a pop up of how many meters away the terror morph is. That's pretty sick. <laughs> uh, here's the here's the thing about terror morphs, right? Mm-hmm. They're they follow humanity everywhere they spread about 70 years after any uh colony has started terramorph attacks start up mm-hmm. nobody knows where they come from nobody knows how they spread but they show up they're big they got big old arms that'll get you mm-hmm. uh they're very hard to kill they're not actually that hard to kill it's actually really they just e- have a lot of hp it's actually really easy to kill them if you use a knife <laughs> it turns out that you can why are you fiddling with your phone? I just need to fiddle. <laughs> if you put, if you bring a knife to a xenomorph, you'll win. <laughs> I don't think that's how the movie Alien operates, but sure. Anyway, this colony has only been around for 30 years. That's not enough time for terror morphs. Mm-hmm. So you take a sample of its tissue, compare it to some records. Oops, this is identical to a Londinian terramorph londinian is a city is a colony they got overrun by terramorphs completely to the point that that whole planet is um blockaded by the uc navy Mm -hmm. and uh it's completely like blown up they had to nuke it Mm -hmm. basically and you go and you give this report and you're talking to the head of the uc which is this council of um you might call it sort of a council of governors, even. Um, <laughs> but you're talking to them, and they're like, I don't know. This doesn't seem... This seems a little bit, like, ludicrous. We don't... What, you want us to go into the Armistice archives, where all of the evil war technology is sort of cataloged, Then you need permission from all three factions to get into it. Um you want us to go in there and find terror morph data so that we can figure out more about this seems like this doesn't seem like that big of a deal and then as you're talking to them alerts start going off because terror morphs are attacking new atlantis oh no way (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's all fucked up that's new atlantis really uh (laughs) takes a beating over they take some big l's in this yeah in this game it does it puts it in the same state that it's in when you come back after the hunter fucks it up okay yeah oh we didn't mention that you do like a big chase through the slums and through the streets of new atlantis with the hunter chasing you just, yeah it's just pretty boring cu- throwing out big explosions just killing random people as like all the uc security guys are trying to fight 
the hunter. It's pretty cool, actually. I I did <laughs> manage to boring. take down the hunter like two or three times in that fight before yeah, realizing same. one, I didn't have to, and two, I burned through like twelve hundred bullets doing so. <laughs> but um, I was like, that's fine. I still have like seven thousand bullets. <laughs> so um, now there's definitely proof that terramorph attacks are being a problem. You go to Armistice Archives, get the data, and also they're like, okay, you've been helping a lot. Hadrian, we're reinstating you as Major. Also, Hadrian is a clone of Francois Senon, who is the former head of the UC uh, army, basically. Mm. He had the name, he had the, the nickname Ve Victus, and he led the army in all this Xeno bio weapons research Mm. um very resident evil type stuff uh but then at the end of the war uh all of the xeno guys were like basically on trial and executed and so she's his clone she feels a certain way about it um so you get this data bring it back and they're like, okay, so you've been helping. You're a citizen now. You're a major again. Uh, hey, player character, you go over there, talk to that person. And major, you go do the next mission objective. You go over to this this lady. She's mm. like, okay, go underneath the tower. Mm. Underneath the big uh, sort of UC tower. And in the basement, who is there but Victus? Nice. But war criminal himself. In a luxury prison cell because he has been uh handing out like parceling out how to track down various other war criminals to the uc government in exchange for being able to live and like uh not be executed for real oh okay okay you can of course tell hadrian about this at any time but the quest line ends early if you do because you know stuff Mm -hmm. you have to go down to londinian you do a big like aliens thing they give you a huge minigun they give you lots of weapons and lots of ammo and they throw a lot of enemies at you you find a huge terror morph it's pretty fun uh and turns out oh look there's a heat leech those those little guys those little slugs oh. that latch onto your ship oh. and eat the energy and they stay warm that way. When they're exposed to this plant on Londinian, they immediately transform into a terramorph. Huh. So somebody took this plant and has started seeding it throughout the UC to create terramorph attacks. Okay. And then you're like going through some files and you're like, well, who knew about this? Uh huh. Well, Vevictus knew about this. Uh huh. Of and, course. And so did all of the Marines he was with when he found out. And so he nuked them. That's why they boarded up. Okay. Port. Okay. So he's the only one who knows. So he's been doing this. He has been in contact with one other person from the old days. Mm. And he's been making the terramorphs attacks happen so that um people won his legacy he wants his daughter quote unquote to like have to be a hero and have a cool legacy like he did and two um to like 
make sure that people know about the heat leeches, but not in a way where they want to utilize that. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's been engineering these attacks. Weird. Very weird. Um, Do you just shoot this guy at the end of this? Like, No. I mean, if, what? You, if you rat him out, then he will presumably be executed for reals. Um, I didn't do that because then he'll, if you don't, then he will give you, he will keep feeding you missions to like go track down guys and you can go shoot guys and do little missions for them. Okay. Yeah, I, um. If you don't rat him out, then he gives you the evidence to pin all of his shit on another guy that you had tried to track down earlier in the quest line. There's a weird friction I've been feeling with this game where, like, the game does not want you to be evil in the same way that Skyrim did. Right. Um, the, cause, like, I don't know. Like, all the stuff we were talking about with Constellation being opposed to murder, and there's no companions who will, like, sanction you doing the Crimson Fleet quest line, really. Um, I mean, Andresia didn't like that I did it, but I didn't lose any affection points. Like,. There's just, like, the game does not encourage, like, sicko mode the same way. It's why I've been hanging out with Vasco so much, because I wanted to do a bunch yeah. of crime. And, like, Vasco's the only person who will still be my friend if I live a life of crime. Um, so, by the end of this, you get Citizen Class 1 status, which is even cooler than being a citizen... There's only like a dozen of those. Mm. And you get this big penthouse that you can furnish by, with your own materials. I do kind of want to get a house as my next... Like, the furnishing is fun. I have been enjoying related to the furnishing. Actually, I do kind of... Do you have anything else to say about it other than that's fun, Molly? Uh, it's It takes up a lot of materials and so does... Um like upgrading your weapons and research and stuff, which on yeah. one hand is fine. But on the other hand, if you're not doing outposts, it's way harder. I'm having a hard time with like, I want to put all my skill points into stuff. That's not science, but also knowing like, yeah. Oh, the weapon engineering's and space spacesuit design are into the science skill tree. And I do want to do those things, you know? Yeah. Because those are a lot of fun. Yeah, but, you could do it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Nora? So that's the Vanguard quest. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. It seems fun. I'm excited to do that in the near future. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a fun little espionage stuff. Not espionage, espionage. That's Ryujin a little bit. Mm -hmm. but, um... Before we talk about more factions, if yeah. we want to continue talking about factions. I'm down to talk about Crimson Fleet and Ryujin right now. Can I say my actual favorite thing about this game so far? Sure. Yeah. Shipbuilding. I have become a shipbuilding fucking weirdo. I oh, you're a psycho about the shipbuilding now? <laughs> Sorry, I was playing with a ponytail and just launched it like three feet in the air. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it has led to a lot of frustration because it's fucking expensive. Um, and also, I'm not as good at coming up with ideas for ships as the ones that are, like, pre-made. There's, like, a lot of cool stuff that you can do with the system, and all of my ships end up looking kind of, like, square and blocky. But it is, like, a really fun thing to sink some time into. Um, I had a good time making the Viper. And I really want them to, like, 
expand out the shipbuilding stuff because like at present you can't paint your own parts um i would love to download a mod that's like all the ship parts are available at one star yard because i hate having to fly around to three different star yards to get different oh parts. there's different star yards for different parts yeah so like new atlantis Black. has all the nova galactic stuff and the stroud eklund stuff if you go to aquila they have the more like um parts that are affiliated with free star companies like I like see. tayo and hope or it, even if you go to the nova galactic star yard you can get the highest level nova galactic parts and stuff like that um or if you go to the crimson fleet stuff you can get a bunch of parts that are good for smuggling contraband you know there's like a a lot of different stuff that one makes sense to me at least it's it's a cool idea i'm glad it's in the game i wish i could toggle it off you know yeah um and that's like i i understand why they might like that'll be like the first mod i download and that'll be fine with me you know um but yeah i've yeah. really really enjoyed building ships i've enjoyed ship combat even though it's perhaps not as fully featured as i want it to be but you know that's the bethesda promise yep <laughs> um anyway do we want to talk about reunion and or crimson fleet reunion will be really easy okay every mission is kind of the same yeah sneak yeah it's pretty much all the same hack console I, i've done two reunion missions and what i did was that I, I i hit the sneak button and then i hit the hack console button the end of it is really funny um, i did watch Nora like, play the it, end of it and it's pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty funny but like i don't know if it was worth it to get there it does however open up the manipulate power if you have yeah for free yeah for free if you haven't uh gotten to the fourth level of uh social skills so that's been fun which and, why would you uh because you want to put more guys on your ship i put four points into mm. persuasion really early on both characters i've played so far and then i haven't touched any other social skills oh really i jeez, yeah it couldn't be me basically you apply for a job at reunion uh and you can put whatever your like job history and criminal record <laughs> and stuff this is really funny because on my job application i put no work history, no education, no experience, yes, a criminal record. And yeah, <laughs> getting the, like, first of all, getting the thing that's like, okay, come, come in for an interview. I thought that was funny. And then you get there and you find out, oh, the system glitched so that it's been telling everybody to come in for an interview. But, and I was like, oh, okay, that's the end of this little joke. But then in my interview, she's like, so it has written here that you have no skills but you do have a criminal record. Why exactly do you think you'd be a good fit for this job? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's, like, some good writing in this game sometimes. Not as much sometimes. as you want, but, you know. No. <laughs> um, you are the new operative, and you do a couple of missions for Ryujin, and they are all sort of corporate espionage, sabotage stuff. Uh, and eventually you get wrapped up into a, um, ha, uh, what's, it, what's the word I'm looking for? A top secret project that was stolen by another company, which is the, what's it called? Neurojack? No, that's just like a regular. The intern, is it the internal Neuroamp? 
Yeah, something. It, yeah, it's a mind control chip. Something. You can use. You can. Yes, yeah, so you can mind someone, control people with it, and then that that gives the person the ability to just manipulate people. Because there's like, already like you can buy neuro amps in the game. Like I have one that gives me like plus ten percent on persuasion checks. Right. Yeah, but that goes on the outside of your head. This yeah. one goes inside. Yeah. Uh, and basically, you eventually do some corporate stuff. You figure out who the mole in the company is and uh, end up getting a way to uh, bring them down while also completing the main objective. And along th- at the end, you have to go talk to all the board members and convince them to you know, vote in a certain way on different uh, topics. And you can just hit the manipulate button and just force them to agree with you and they'll be like oh yeah it is pretty funny (laughs) so i was like okay so first of all i think i'm the only one who should be able to have a mind control chip and everybody goes yeah so true and then uh secondly you should hire all the people at that company you just exploded and they're like yeah you're right (laughs) i told them go nuts make more it was really funny you did that and then you hop back into your little starborn ship where all your constellation people were hanging out. And Barrett was like, hey, I think that was a little fucked up, don't you think? And you were like, nah. I was like, it's science. And he was like, hey, fuck you. I'm really, first of all, I'm really surprised, disappointed, glad all at the same time that they don't give you a manipulate check on Barrett. <laughs> you they- never... You never get manipulate checks on your on your companions. It's good, but also it would have been really nice. It would have been. I'm would have shocked been, that you can't. Yeah, it would have been poetic that you could just manipulate Barrett and Sam Co and whoever into being like, you know what? Actually, I do think it's good Why that you is, have the mind control chips. After the big chip on Sam's shoulder about being descended from Solomon Co, you always call him Sam Co. You never call him. Everybody Sam. in the game calls him Sam Co. It's also, it's just like a two-syllable thing. They just kind of go together nice. Anyway, the reward for the Ryujin quests is mostly, uh, well, you get a suit. You get an operative suit. It's ugly. Oh, the operative suit is cool. It gives you plus 25% to stealth, and it's it's an apparel item, not a space suit. So you can just... Yeah, so you just wear it under anything. Yeah. So at that point, I had uh, maxed out levels in stealth, plus that suit... Plus, I had um, a Starborn suit that gave me the chameleon ability when I, uh, whenever I was stationary. But also, because it's apparel, you did attend a board meeting in your, like, fucking Splinter Cell outfit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ryujin's fun. You get a little office that has a little mission board in it, but there's... Also, not... it does suck if you New Game Plus, you lose the Neuro Amp. Man... But you still have the ability, though. You still have manipulation, but it won't come up in, um, like, persuasion checks anymore. Ah, I see. That makes sense, I guess, because everything physical I think is it, Or at least I never had... When I went to New Game Plus, I never had another manipulation option in any of my persuade checks. Oh, well, okay. No, I don't know. I can't remember if I New Game Plus again or not. Um, anyway, uh, I'm trying to remember what reward you get beyond that suit, um, 
for the Ryujin stuff. I know you get paid, but you. But this is not. Man, if, listen. If you want to get paid, there's there's the Crimson Fleet. That's how you get paid. D- honestly, doing the constellation stuff gets you a fucking check. You know. It doesn't matter what you do. You get paid for everything. That's true. Let me tell you. About, they fucking pay you for missions. Let me tell you about Crix's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this will not be as long as the others, but basically, um, you find the one the, piece. The Crimson Fleet is a pirate fleet founded by Jasper Crix, who broke out of a prison called the Lock. Nova Prospect. And got up to the space station that monitored the prison, which is called the Key. So now the Crimson Fleet is based on the Key. And Jasper Crix had the legacy, which is some great treasure that um, has been sort of lost to myth over the years. And so once you enter the Crimson Fleet, Delgado, the current leader, is like obsessed with finding the legacy. And he's the kind of the only one who thinks it's real. And you help him discover evidence that leads you to finally for real, find the national treasure. And um, it requires you to make and install some cool custom uh, modules on your ship that do things like um, absorb EM damage and stuff. Oh. Um, And also, you you don't do any piracy in this main pirate quest. Um, Mm -hmm. But what you do have to do is uh sneak around and persuade people which i was pretty good at with this character Um, yeah one of the missions is just a full-on like pure stealth sneak through these vents sneak through these areas do not get caught uh get to the end find a uniform talk your way into the um into like doing a test flight with this piece of technology that you need to steal um so that you can just bounce from that whole situation. Um, then you eventually find Crix's Legacy, which is a ship called the Legacy, and it is a like gal bank uh, transport. And oh, it has a shit ton of credits, and nice. you get it. You fight the uh, UC Sysdef, which is System Defense which is the fleet that's specifically out there hunting the Crimson Fleet. And uh, you end up with the Legacy. And when you get your cut, so your, like everybody in the Crimson Fleet gets a cut, your cut is 250000 So Damn. there was a lot of credits on that thing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what was interesting to me about this quest is how you start it. Because uh-huh. I accidentally had like one piece of contraband i guess and so i got picked up on a scan and got uh taken in as i was trying to go to new atlantis and then suddenly they reroute me to this ship the vigilance and um the 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 captain there he's like hi we're gonna install you as a, a double agent in the crimson fleet oh right 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 yes uh and i was like I didn't, like, think that I had any contraband on my ship. So, at first, I just kind of thought that this was, like, he had made it up. 
to get me to do this thing for him. But um, if you refuse, you go to jail and you meet a guy in jail who will be, who's like, I can get you into the Crimson Fleet. You want to fuck those guys over? Let's fuck those guys over. Um, but as it stands, I did the UC Sysdef part uh, version of this quest line which is the same quest line but in between all the stages you have to report back to the vigilance and tell them what's happening and then at the end when you have the legacy you can either deliver it to the vigilance or to the key and i delivered it to the key so no nobody ever found out that i was technically a spy the whole time <laughs> nice. can i tell can i tell my quick little spy story yeah so when you're a spy (laughs) so i told uh what's his name akane ikande ikande uh that i would be a spy for him and then he had a soldier lead me down a set of stairs to go meet with him in person and while walking down the stairs i accidentally bonked that soldier in the back of the head with a grenade (laughs) (laughs) i immediately got the you have made an enemy of uc sysdef notification oh my god (laughs) just a silly stupid thing that happened um anyway um i like the crimson fleet a lot yeah um it's weird because they're all bethesda crime guy coded they're all they're all really into like hey give me my fucking credits we're all out for ourselves out here yeah but like i feel like some moments where it's like oh y'all y'all care about each other i feel like the thieves guild is usually a little more like we're in this together and the crimson fleet is like fuck you yeah like the crimson fleet are not oomphies yeah but there are certain moments where it's like okay no this guy does like me yeah but like the the thieves guild in Skyrim, they're oomphies. Yeah, and like even the dark the Dark Brotherhood, they're like they're super oomphies. They're super oomphies. They're like you yeah. should be a little less oomphied, code honestly. <laughs> I was hoping that House Varun would be like a Dark Brotherhood faction. That's gotta be DLC that's coming, right? I don't know. I don't know. It might not be, but that would be weird that it wouldn't be. I think. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> um. But that's those are the factions. Those are the factions. The other character notes I wanted to hit are just that uh, Andresia is interesting, but she takes so long to open up about stuff. There's a weird thing where like she has ambient dialogue with other crewmates, and so multiple times she had the same conversation with Sarah, where Sarah's like, "Oh well, you know, it's okay that you don't fit in. Like we don't. None of us really know how to hang out yeah. with House Varun people." And I was like, huh, that's weird. She hasn't mentioned that. And then in the NASA base on Earth, when you find out about the Earth's atmosphere stuff, uh, Andresia stops me and is like, hey, I need to tell you something. I used to be in House Varun. I was like, I knew this, sister. Thank you for, for telling me. I'm also in House Varun. Unfortunately, you being a... Worshipper of the Great Serpent does not mean that you have any dialogue options for the end of her relationship quest, which is her saying, I am in love with you, but I'm I have anxiety because I think you might go to hell when you die because you're not. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, think the snake's going to eat you when you die, uh, but I so I'll lose you. Uh, And you don't get an option to be like, actually, I'm. 
I'm also a house Marine, so it's chill. It's weird it's because chill. I feel like this game, the quest stuff is like the strongest aspect of the game. Like I feel, I just really enjoy all the faction quests. Most of the little side quests I've done, I really, I enjoy doing mission board stuff. It's just like a way to fill time, you know. Um, and yet, despite that my biggest complaint about the game is that a lot of the quests are underwritten and don't take into account certain aspects of my character. Like if I have, or like they do take aspects of my character into account in stupid ways. Like on my first character, I picked neon street rat as a, um, yes. Character trait. And it was just like, yeah, it's fucked up or whatever, which is like, my yeah, every only... once in a while you could say, yeah, it's fucked up on neon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget think, it, Jake. It's neon. I think the way that they've done it is that no matter what choice you make in character creation, it'll come up at some point early on. But then I think a... they're all scripted to come up at least once early on, and then mm-hmm. they're not necessarily peppered throughout the whole game. Because like when I started, uh, me like sneaking up to those House Varun ships in the one of the first missions, I got to like talk to them a little bit because of my back yes mm-hmm. um the other stuff but was, like it's it's and become become being from neon and like my bouncer background came up a couple mm-hmm. times early on and things like that and like a couple of my skills like all of that came out came like was referenced within the first three hours mm-hmm. and then not really again i was really surprised because like you know, hour like fifty hours into the game, I was on this random reunion quest, and I got a bounty hunter line of dialogue, and I was like, it, I've it's never come up that I was a bounty hunter before. It was just this one random ass line where it was like I spotted a trap before I walked into it or something. Yeah, um, it's also weird because like. It's weird that, like, some things get referenced more than others. My first character was raised universal, and that only came up when talking to Aquilus. That was, like, the only time it ever mattered. Um, But, like, because I have two points in medicine, it comes up, like, once a day that I'm a doctor. I'm like, oh, well, as a doctor, I know about blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The funniest funniest doctor one is when you go and do the Freestar Ranger quest. And if you have one point in medicine, you could just tell that guy, by the way, I'm a doctor. And he's like, oh, well, then here's the VIP card, by all means. I I, I didn't pick that because I was like, it's kind of presumptive for me to be like, I have one point in medicine. That basically makes me a qualified physician. (laughs) He just says, yup. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I just rolled a persuasion check on him because like i say if you have four points in persuasion you get to do whatever the fuck you want in this video game <laughs> it it helps four points in persuasion gets you like 90 percent of all content and four points in security gets you the other 10 percent. you know <laughs> right yeah the numbers are weird yeah other little side quests and stuff there's the Juno quest, which I thought was really good. I thought that was really good. Uh, it's very brief, but it's basically V'ger. Yes, you meet a V'ger. You meet a V'ger. Uh, it also led to a very funny situation where I promised to give... <laughs> so I promised to give these two Ryujin guys a ride home after the Juno quest. But I had, like, hundreds upon hundreds of kilos of contraband in the back of my ship. And so I had to stop back at the um, Crimson Fleet headquarters to get more shielded cargo. But then I was high, and so I accidentally got the unshielded <laughs> cargo. So it is I, identical. It is identical. 
to be fair to me. Um, so then I had to go do more Crimson Fleet piracy stuff to get money to buy the shielded cargo and so that then, then I, you accidentally did it again <laughs> and then and I bought the unshielded cargo again. Yes. And Auto. then <laughs> I finally saved up enough money that I dropped these two guys at home. And it was just very funny because I got up to a lot of shit while these two guys were at the back of my back of my it's like me, Bosco, and two guys who I had done like a reunion quest and a half at some point so i was like yeah i'm an operator too and so they went along with a lot of shit i was getting up to and they're like do do we tell the boss that like one of our operators is like a crimson fleet captain <laughs> like... the the thing with juno is that if you aren't a reunion employee when you do it i think it locks you out of the best like scenario like the best ending of it oh does it because you have to kill those guys that's fine. Hmm. Yeah. They they have one, fun banter though. One of them has fun banter. The other guy deserves a bullet to the head. <laughs> um There's a lot of Star Trek in this game. There's another big Star Trek quest line that I don't <laughs> want you to talk about because I haven't done it. But it's the Paradiso thing. Uh the colony the yeah. generation ship. That one is way shorter than you think it is. Okay. Well I but still need to go do it. So it's fun. I assume I'm just going to roll some persuasion checks on some CEOs. and You're going to have one or two conversations, maybe. Yeah. But um, do you have any other big uh, observation? I played 100 hours of this damn video game. I played like 70. I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably going to play more. Like I say, I was just out there scanning planets for an hour before we started this podcast. It really did inhabit the same slot in my brain as Skyrim. Like I've been using it to create... Uh, like my tabletop characters, for example. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably will play more. Uh, I'm just, I'm just Lies of P moded right now. Yeah, I'm Tales of Arise moded right now. I, yeah. I am extremely Persona Four moded. Coming I, off of Starfield, I really needed a JRPG. Yeah. And I still do because Tales of Arise is not turn based, and I would like a no, it is not game, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, the only reason I was even playing Starfield today was because I wasn't sure how long I had, and I was like, I don't want to get into a Persona 4 situation where I'm, like, midway through a social link, and then Molly's ready to hop in the call. If only you were playing on the Vita, as God intended. I mean, what is really the difference between that or just, like, save-stating in my Steam Deck and exiting? Uh, about a pound. um yeah i mean that's starfield i guess i had a great time as usual i think the writing is characteristically lackluster in certain elements but it gives a sort of a vague shape of an interesting idea sometimes it's another it's another bethesda game i don't you know it's one of these i don't go to them because i think it's going to be well written you know, no, but this is the podcast where we talk about the writing in video games sometimes. So I wanted to like say that. <laughs> Here's yeah, no, that, that's fair. I'm just saying that like a lot of people have made a big deal of this, and I'm like, I don't know what you've played from Bethesda in the past that made you think they were gonna crush it this time. Honestly, the I, writing here is like about a billion times better than in Skyrim. I was worried that's that probably they true. wouldn't 
make this game the way that they did. Yeah. I was worried it would be better or worse, and I don't want either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this I mean, game that's got, has that Skyrim didn't have? A little button where I press Y, and then I jetpack into the air. And if you put four points yeah. into boost packs, man, this game gets fun. <laughs> yeah, you're flying, man. <laughs> this, this game is proof of what I've been saying for years. As much as I hate it, the Outer Worlds was cooking. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not cooking at all, Nora. It's it was, not cooking one bit. It was cooking a little bit. <laughs> no, zero. I did play this game and think, eh, maybe I should try the Outer Worlds. Ugh, no, I can't. You guys are nightmare people. <laughs> Here's the thing, is that I watched Nora play the Outer Worlds and thought, that looked like dog shit. I'm not playing that. So I don't it's know It's dog what, shit. <laughs> I don't know what went through my mind. It's, fun, it's though. dog shit. It's fun, though. It's obnoxious, no. but it's like a fun video game. It's not even a good one of these. I think it is a good one of these. No. I think it is. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're having fun. But I, Jesus. Know, <laughs> Speaking well, of video games, what are you playing next month, guys? What are we playing next month? Do you guys want to do questions, or we just don't do those anymore? Fuck. <laughs> I forgot about questions. If people wanted to send you questions, where would they send them to, Molly? You would send the journal updated at gmail.com. I have the first one here from Faden. Um, hello, which three characters from Starfield make up the most nightmarish blunt rotation? <laughs> I mean, it might be like Walter, Mateo, and Barrett. <laughs> Walter's definitely one of them. Um, let's see. It doesn't have to be Constellation, guys. It's just Starfield, guys. Who's True. in charge of the the first? Oh, God. Uh, the, are you talking about the finance bro that's in charge of the first? Or the, like... No, not Marco. I'm talking about, like, the... Shit. They were out the shit guy. I don't remember his fucking name. Who's, what the fuck is this guy's name? Hang on. Uh, I, I gotta find it. Did you, did either of you do the uh, the the quest where you like bebop into one random uh, system, and they have you do a bunch of ship combat to protect these um, list guys? No. Um, well, there's three. There's Albin Lopez, Jacqueline something, and then Banda something. And the three of them would be a nightmare blunt rotation. Just three people who farm and hate each other. Paxton, that's the guy. Um, I think that the worst blunt rotation you could get from Starfield is Sarah Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh... That grandma you shot. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> no, the grandma is not a bad blunt rotation. What are you talking I about? I would that, love to get high with the grandma. That grandma is absolutely smoking weed for her back pain. You absolutely. I just, I just wanted to remind you that you shot that grandma. I wanted to see what would happen if I married Sam and then six minutes later I shot an innocent woman. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out he was fine with it. Kind of. I wrote him a note after you asked him to be fine with it. (laughs) Um, I think uh, my nightmare blunt rotation is Sarah Morgan, Mathis, the Crimson Fleet companion who I didn't get because I ratted him out to the boss about. um, I told the boss that he did he didn't help me, Uh, and so he got let go. And then uh, he came after me way later and tried to kill me. Uh, And he has a shitty beard. 
And then the third one, um, I guess I will say Bob Hope. I got, I've got, I've got, first of all, Ron Hope Bob would be Hope. terrible. <laughs> I said Bob Hope first. That's you, my bad. You did say Bob Hope earlier and I didn't call is you it out on Bob it. Bob Hope? It's Ron Hope. Bob no, it's Hope Ron is Hope. an actor in the real world. <laughs> yeah, Bob Hope is a guy in real life. I just keep mixing them up because they both have three letter first names. Um, The one person I would add to this, the two people really, did you two do the Altair 2 quest line where you yeah. like um, save this outpost that's like, a UC outpost, but the Freestar people come to help. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Captain Miong and the Freestar guy, both of them, terrible blunt rotation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Did you have any cool emergent gameplay moments from Crystal? I did. Uh, when I was very early on and very low level, I ended up in a big tower. And um, I rode the elevator up to the top and found out that it was full of guys all the way down. And I had to kind of die hard my way back to the bottom. And I <laughs> nice. had no ammo and no guns. So I was constantly like, okay, I have two grenades. Let me pop that guy with a grenade, run up, loot his body, and take his gun, which comes with 17 bullets. And I'll use that to try and kill these three guys. And then I'll like kind of make my way back through and collect all the shit. Um, that was really fun, and I didn't have to do any of it. I wasn't even supposed to be there. I just randomly landed on a planet. I feel like I save scummed my way out of a lot of emergent gameplay stuff. I feel like there's a lot of times in this game where I fucked up and then just loaded a quick save, you know? So Sure. Um, we can just jump to the last question, because, Nora, you said you were running low on time. Yeah. Uh, last one from Jen. Um, Jen says, Well, I've been having a great time with Arfie, bringing a companion along for most of my adventures might have been a mistake. Don't get me wrong, I love hearing what Barrett thinks about any given scenario, but regardless of who I brought with me to space, they seem to all get upset over choosing the mischievous options, and in one case, will totally open fire on civilians if they're marked as level 1 aggressors in the system. Did either of you feel like bringing a companion along discourage you from making certain choices, and how would you change up the companion system to make them better partners? Oh, I should mention that there's a part... The, the other thing that the Terramorphs can do is can mind control people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the game's sort of tutorial for non-lethal guns. Oh, interesting. But I didn't give Andresia a non-lethal gun. No. I kind of how I only had the one... Um, I think I said I didn't really like the companions very much. Um, they love to get caught when I'm sneaking, and that gets me caught sneaking. I had a couple times when I was sneaking around, and Andreja got caught and got into a firefight, but I wasn't detected, so I was still doing sneak attacks with my with my sniper rifle. That is pretty nice when it happens, but it didn't happen enough for me to think that, like, oh, this is a good strategy. I really liked the companions for a while, and then I feel like I exhausted basically all of their lines of dialogue, and I kind mm-hmm. of got sick of them. What if you had more Barrett? <sighs> I would love more Barrett. I I want DLC companions for this game, and particularly I want, like, I want a DLC, like, Varun companion. I want a DLC, like, yeah. so much. <laughs> I just want... I want them to put the Dark Brotherhood into this game. Yes. I want them to Please. put people... I don't want just Vosco, who is tacitly okay with evil, or Mathis, a guy who sucks shit and is okay with evil. I right. want I want weirdos that are like, yeah, evil. You want chorves. I want chorves. Because you meet chorves in this game. Sorry. Mm. 
you meet a house Varun lady in a prison cell, and yeah. I was house Varun myself, so I talked to her uh, and said, "Oh yeah, I, and it was chill. It was chill, and she gave me a cool spacesuit." Um, yes, I got the same thing. How did she get that to you through the bars of the jail cell? It's a don't great w- fucking question. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, where does the music come from in the video game? <laughs> Uh, but she's got like she's like the bald with the heavy like eyeshadow yeah. situation, and I was like, oh yeah, Chorves is here. <laughs> yeah, and Nora they, was like, I, wow, women. I I, I wanna, was. I want a mod or a uh a DLC either way that turns her into a companion. I want somebody who's like gonna be down with like yeah. getting up, getting into some trouble. You know? Yeah. yeah, I would love to have a house room guy. That'd be great. Also, I want, like, if I'm going to have a Crimson Fleet guy, I want anyone but Mathis. Like, could I get Nabo to be a companion? Or, like, yeah, Delgado? Or, um, uh, there's the um, there's the short hair girl that uh, runs the smuggler shit. That, uh, yeah. She's pretty cool. Yeah. And she seemed to be, like, open to hanging out and, like, vibing after the mission. So that, that I thought maybe she would join my crew, but no. Mm. Um... But yeah, I guess that does just about does it for us this time. That's Starfield. That's baby. a podcast. That's a Starfield podcast. What are you playing next time? What are you playing next time? Resident Evil Four parentheses two thousand and five. Yes, it close is. parentheses. It is Resident Evil Four two thousand five. Uh, I found out that Nora has not played Resident Evil Four, so I'm yeah. making Nora play Resident Evil Four. I've, I've also, it's my birthday game, and it fits October, so... I am tempted to tag along, because Resident Evil 4 is one of the greatest games ever made. I don't know that I'm going to make time for it next month, but you might see me here again next month, listener. Yeah, it's fine by me. I have not played Resident Evil 4. I have played most of Resident Evil 5 and a little bit of Resident Evil 6, though. Hmm. Okay, well, then you'll have, like... With 5, you'll at least have a vague idea of what 4 is. Yeah. You were joking earlier it, it will that not you be were completely going to play... Foreign either both resident <laughs> evil 2s or two of the three campaigns in resident evil 6 and mathematically that would come out to resident <laughs> evil 4 <laughs> yeah right and there was a or Nora could... was talking about also just playing code veronica instead because that's the fourth resident evil game uh. yeah there you go um yeah i haven't played it i did watch a let's play of it at some point back in the day uh with from some guys who aren't friends anymore um but it'll be interesting We'll see. Uh, I haven't played it. I've heard, you know, about Resident Evil 4. Um, Sometimes game clubs are just an excuse to make somebody play a video game. Yeah. That's so true. That's what the whole summer was for me to you. Yeah, pretty much. What was? What did you do this summer? Half-Life, Castlevania. Which Castlevania? Lords oh, of Shadow. Right. Not one of the good ones. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> eh, you're right. Um, it was not one of the good ones. <laughs> Why yeah. did you make her play Aria of Sorrow? That would have been longer. Would it? It's a Game Boy Advance game. That would have been longer. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're playing. It would have been longer because I quit Lords of Shadow in like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing Resident Evil 4 next time. Leon S. Kennedy. Leon S. Kennedy. Ask us questions about Leon S. Kennedy at journalupdated at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure the S stands for Scott. I have no idea what the S stands for. I think that's true that might not be true anyway if, if my twitter timeline is to believed it's uh is to be believed it's leon t.s kennedy yeah mm. Mm. much to think about 
Uh, like Molly said, journalupdated at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at journalupdated if you want. Uh, I tweet uh, calls for emails from there usually. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee, on co-host at autumnal coffee. Um, we've got a big influx of patrons lately because of uh, Coffee and Comic Books talking about Hunter Hunter. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting that. Listen please, to it. Please continue supporting us after we stop talking about very popular shonen and go back to talking about like obscure 60s manga or whatever it is that we get interested in this week. <laughs> and maybe while you're here, listen to us talk about Fist of the North Star. That's a very popular manga. That is a very... And, and Kenshiro's way cooler than those kids. Ken, mm, <laughs> Kenshiro is cooler than three of the four main cast. He is not as cool, cool as Killua. Is the he's not as kill as Kulua? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard all you need is Kulua. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and everywhere else at Skulldaughter. Find stuff I've done at Norblake.online. Support the show by going to... I guess this is a abnormal mapping yeah. production. So yeah. you can support the show by going to abnormalmapping.com, patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Give Jackson and M some money, especially ten money, to listen to. Yeah, give Voip them Life. ten money. <laughs> you have to listen to Voip Life so that you could know why I walked up to Nora on the street and said I want Sephiroth to penetrate my holes, tight holes, tight, tight holes. holes. He said yeah. tight holes in front of God's green earth. Speaking of, uh, people should just go to YouTube.com/slash at DLacina, I think, and watch the Gabriel Knight Two LP. Yeah, I really don't know how the URLs work anymore. I don't, I don't know, but just you just search for DLacina. DLacina Gabriel Knight Two on YouTube. Uh, that LP is fucking incredible. <laughs> and also, Baldur's Gate One is what I've been watching. I have not watched that yet. Um. Dia and Danica is a force to be reckoned with. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Molly, what about you? Uh, you can find me on most social media sites at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, I need mayo.com. There should be a new uh, Amory Scores someday. Um, and uh, over at Eidolon Playtest, the, the game I wrote with Luke, and we're playtesting it. It's good. I've been listening to Eidolon Playtest. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. But that's pretty there much you it. Go. I'm I've been listening to uh Eidolon Rock. I'm very behind. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty far behind. It's pretty far behind. I've heard it's all good though. It, yeah, it is. Um I think that's the pod. That's the pod. This is the pod. That's the pod. What about the journal? It's been updated. It's updated. Oh, okay. Bye everybody. Bye.